You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from Miami's 11, hope you're all safe and well from new channel. Please consider subscribing and hit the bell icon. Also, don't forget, um, obviously, with, with recent announcements, um, we really need to help out the Iron Supporting Food Banks, guys. Um, so make sure you donate to the Just Giving site, which is um, everywhere anyway, so make sure you do that. Hopefully, we're, we're well on the way to, to reach our 20k um, target by the end of September, so it's all good. Um, but uh, anything we could do could help them now, particularly this time now, um, as it looks like we're not going to have any fans in the stadium until at least oh, God knows when. Anyway, um, someone who's been very tough, been very uh, opinionated on that matter is our guest. It's almost like I've it's all planned, but um, we're uh, I'm very very grateful and uh, and humbled to to get Jimmy on today. Obviously, um, you know he's everyone knows Jimmy. God, yeah, five years of the club, you know, the promotional season. You know, getting injured in the playoff final, still getting booked, which always still knocks me off today, um, amongst all of everything. And obviously, you know, saving Frank's penalty. That's that's probably it, isn't it? I mean, that's something funny. Um, but it's Jimmy. Hi, Jim. How are you doing, man? You're all right. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, thank you. Great to be here. Finally with you. Finally, we've tried, we've tried for a little while, haven't we? But breaking breaking the fourth wall. Me and Jim have been <laughs> for months, but we've uh, <laughs> but we finally got it. And um, apologies if Jimmy's a bit um, a bit jumpy. Um, he's, he's, he needs to update his iOS and his iPad. Bless him. I'm I, I'm such a technophobe, mate. Honestly, this modern world <laughs> isn't for me. <laughs> it's you... I, might, I might be jumpy if I'm telling any stories. <laughs> yeah, how have you survived? I keep trying to get my boy in the background a little bit there as well. He's just oh, somewhere. Uh, I can't get it. <laughs> oh, dear. How, how um how have you survived in this sort of weird new world we live in? Then that's exactly that, and it? it's a weird new world. Yeah. It's, it's been tough, really tough, and it. Listen, I know. I think it started off. I don't want it. It's not. It's not the. Not, probably not the show to go deep in it. But no, we can. No, we go as deep as you want, Jimmy. Nah, it's probably a bad idea, mate. <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> no, nah, listen. It started off horrendous, didn't it? You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it's been horrendous all along. It and you know, so many people did so many courageous things to keep us safe, and you know, and, and that'll never be forgotten. I don't think by anyone. Well, it shouldn't be by anyone. No. Um, and it and it, you know, it was such a tough time. 
and everyone did the bit. You know, we we all stayed indoors and did what we could do. That's as little as we could do. And, mm. and people on the front line did everything and risked their life to Definitely. to keep it. And um, and I think we did really well to, uh, you know, as a, as a as a nation and around the world to, you know, control it as well as we could do. And I still don't, we don't know the ins and outs of everything. I don't no. think anybody does. So no. to get through it like we did was great. And now it's just you know it's unfortunate lately that it's it's still lingering and it's, it, it you know it's really tough. Yeah, I mean, they did. I mean, to be fair, you know, they, they did. They were predicting ever, you know, from when we went the original lockdown that it was going to be September, October, we were going to do second spike syndrome, and so they are right. But uh, yeah, it's just a bit unfortunate how it's all. You know, we just started to get things moving again. But we always want more, don't we? We always want more. We want it yeah. done now, and just just for the season restarting for me and the fans not in is. Oh. Yeah. You know, I was really looking forward to getting back in in October, even like sort of lower capacity, just to get them back involved in that and I just think you know I think the way I see them it's just people are a little bit torn by everything about you know what we can and can't do and a lot mm. of it doesn't seem to have got enough detail they just blanket shut off yeah. football which is probably one of the safest places to be is outdoors maybe I'm, I listen I'm no scientist I don't know the ins yeah. and outs but it just yeah. seems to me I can go in a shopping centre surrounded by thousands of people yet I can't go in the outdoors you know yeah. surrounded by thousands of people watching or doing something. I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm still involved in it. Course, Ipswich, yeah. So I'm still involved in the games, but if I weren't, I'd be going down the, down the hammers watching the, watching the game if I could. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It is, it is weird. It is. Obviously I'm, I'm still there. So it's like, it's just, it is strange. It's, it, I've, I've become a bit acclimatized to it now. I think now, because obviously we had probably half a dozen games last season and now we've had like quite a quick run of games this mm. season already. And, um, yeah, it's just strange. It is weird. but um, I hate it. I'll be honest. I hate yeah. it. it yeah. It's one of those, and the, the season's kicked off, obviously, like same Ipswich at the minute. So yeah. you have a job to do sort of thing, but it, without the fans in there, it does really feel like a like a job. Yeah, you know, get, it's, yeah sure. It's, there's, no, there's no emotions, and you know you try and force it because you want to win the games of football. You want you know the fans are watching yeah. back home sort of thing and that, and you want, you want to do the best, and the, the lads are preparing exactly how they would do, but just take so much away from it listen if we don't if we don't appreciate and clubs especially don't appreciate fans more after this then then they never will and never will, will have learnt nothing so hopefully if something comes out of this this terrible situation then it's it's that and the and the clubs look after the fans a lot more because without yeah. them it, the game's nothing really no you're totally right totally right and i mean it's it, it gets to the point now i i, I find it so quiet um, I mean, all, you know, obviously yesterday, you know, the the, the whole game. You're yeah, speaking about being safe and not catching anything. That was that was interesting. That was interesting. You know, with all Mr. Moyes and and, and Mr. Diop and Mr. Cullen Blessum. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, that was very, 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 very. Yeah. Amazing. Bad timing. It was. Timing. Yeah. It really was. Bad timing. It is what it is. But I never and it's it. not great. And we we have no. to. It's still around. We're gonna have to learn to live with it. Is my only thoughts. You know, it's. You have to. Yeah. And we we have to protect people who are vulnerable I, I do totally understand that there's people in my family who are, who are really vulnerable to it you mm. have to protect that but we have to find a way within and it's talking about six month time scale for me it's, I, we, we've got to learn to live with it before that I think clubs well I think we've already spoke about clubs will, will fold I don't they know how the Prem yeah, I don't know how the Prem clubs the big boys even sustain themselves Gav Bell paying £300,000 a week or whatever and this, that's not an uncommon figure now no. Like it's it's ridiculous, but how did how do Prem clubs sustain that as well? Never mind the smaller know. clubs. It's an impossibility. No, it so we have to learn to live with it somehow. And like I say, I'm not a scientist. I've not got any of the answers. But no. it just seems to be you can do one thing that and you can't do another. 
they don't quite add up to me at the minute. No, it's true. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, you saw the saw the Orient game. You know, the Spurs game that obviously got got completely postponed. And I think that's. I think nothing will probably do anything. To be honest, it, I remember when it all started, and it was only every other league. Do you remember every other league in Europe and the US had stopped all theirs? It was only when Arteta got got it like a Premier League. It's oh, actually, now we'll close it now. That's it. We're done now. And I think it'll be the same. So as soon as as soon as you start getting a Premier League team being having to forfeit not forfeit a game but cancel it and reschedule it because of I think then maybe but who who knows? We don't know. We don't know. You know we we survived before. You know I'm not being funny. And we'll we'll survive flu. again. Exactly. We'll I think once you get again. a vaccine, it's a lot easier to deal with the flu, for example. I mean that you know we look at it. I mean we're getting very very deep. But absolutely. You know. Listen, every death's a tragedy. It is, it is especially it is. from something like this, but. There's been so many things that's kept the testers over the years and we've always overcome it. You know, we do a lot of things wrong with the world, but yeah. we also do a lot of things right. And as soon as we can crack on as normal, yeah. with protecting as many people as we can, then the better for me. Yep, yep, agreed, 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 agreed. And, and cool, that was deep, wasn't we? <laughs> we are deep. That's, that's the thing, that's the thing. You know, it's like the, the whole point of this channel is to be like, you know, a couple of blokes sitting in a... Oh, we obviously... We can sit at the pub until ten o'clock, but um, but you know, <laughs> you know after ten o'clock, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I, have... I hope there's no injury time. By the I know. Way. Well, well, the that's the thing. People out. The first, yeah, uh, is it Arsenal Liverpool Monday? But it's um, one don't people don't think about it, do they? Like, it's not been thought no. about in detail. Like even that. Well, okay, well you're doing that, then surely you'll think about people who are going to be in the pubs at ten o'clock. This yeah. is the last five minutes. Imagine a penalty being in the in the last couple of minutes about to be taken. Go on, guys, out. get your classes. Time at the bar. Time at the bar. <laughs> it's just don't, it don't have a, just change the kickoff time if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, and that's your that's your date is suggesting that you have to do that. Change the kickoff times then. Change the transport times to different things. Yeah. You have to. There's knock-on effects to different things. It just there looks is. like they've blanketed yeah. one thing and gone right. We're doing this without any thought to anything else. I mean, yeah. I take Ipswich like Ipswich have. Very limited uh, COVID cases, and have done for months. And like, so for why do they have to be blanketed with another area that maybe has a lot more cases that maybe so then yeah. can't go back to bringing fans in? Because you've got like hardly any cases at all, which is a great thing. Mm. But why can't we? We've got a whole thirty thousand in the stadium. Why is it a blanket across the board? Yeah, no, why would right. you not say, well, Ipswich is in a disposition? Maybe they could bring six thousand fans into the game. Mm. Uh, maybe another team are not in the position to do it because there's there's been a spike in case or whatever there, yeah. that time. So we come off that. I don't, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. You think? You think? It, I mean, I mean, the fact is that you know they are sort of you know lock, locking down some like a lot of the northern cunt cities like Newcastle and stuff. And I think it's right. Then you should just like be the same thing. So if Newcastle locked down because of okay, well then St James's Park is closed, but London yeah. Stadium is it or, or, or you know or clubs yeah, exactly. can. Portland clubs, Road or whatever, yeah. clubs can have a plan A and B for that, you know. At yeah. least at a minute, they've they've got no plan at the minute. It's just like, right, no. can we do it? Can we do it? And then just before we're doing it, no, you can't. Yeah. So you have a plan A and B, right? If there's no cases or cases get above this, then you can't open. Mm. If you can, then you've done your trials and you're set for so many fans coming in. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, like I say, we haven't got the answer. It's, it's a real tough one. It's a it tough is. one. You want everyone to be as safe as they can be, but. To get back to some sort of it's some normality, sort of normality. yeah, exactly. No, it is. It's normality, exactly. And you know, it's like I mean, I just got, went back in the office last couple of weeks, and it's like, right, okay, back, <laughs> sit back home again. All right then. But my, you know, my daughter's Absolutely. still at school and, and stuff, and you know, well, for me, for me, just to get back to work, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and and coaching, 
and you know working with the lads in the, in the club it's different down there we're not using the change rooms as such and there's no mm. food and that but you can get on with that thing it's at least i've got a bit of normality back in my life you yeah. know i feel for the people who who can't do what they need to do and you know i know a lot yeah. of people are struggling from it and you know and that's and that's really tough for them you know football's a release for a lot of people and it's a fantastic oh, yeah. release it's not the answer yeah. to everything but it, I mean, the game is a game we love, and it's a release, and it's you know it's a fantastic sport that we all want to watch. It, all sports, you know, whatever yeah. you're interested, it takes you away from any problems you've got at times. And you know, if we can get back to that for some people, it's going to be a, it'd be a godsend for them. Yeah, and it was obviously that was really, and I think that was really really important that we had restart, you know, just to get something different, and also something different to watch on the telly. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, I've had uh, I've had a couple of the East, rubbish. Well, I've had a couple of the EastEnders <laughs> boys on recently, like Perry Fennick and, and got Jay and Jamie off on as well, and um, <coughs> and they've been like because obviously they you know where you obviously you're the same you couldn't you can't do your you can do some of your job on here you know talking to the players and making sure they're all right but obviously you can't do your job and they can't do. EastEnders, you know, they can't act on, on Zoom and, um, yeah, they were bouncing off the walls and stuff. But, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's so tough nah. when you, when you, like I say, being taken away from doing what you what you love and what yeah. you're good at, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for a lot yeah. of people in all walks of life. Yeah. So exactly. tough times. It is, it is. But Hopefully I mean, everyone gets through it. If anyone's struggling... Get on my Twitter and say hello to me, and I'll yeah, I'll get to you. It'll give you a bit of banter back. But yeah, yeah. But that's but that's the thing. You do have the. Could you imagine if it was like I don't know, twenty years ago when this happened, we wouldn't have Twitter, Netflix, Zoom. What do you I was, probably, you'd probably enjoy some, that though. In some ways, the world would be such a better place, <laughs> wouldn't it? You know, I mean, I love I love the social media. I've I've got more on board with it when it first came out, and Twitter when I was still playing, I was like. What yeah. on earth? What on earth are people doing on it? I never did Facebook. I never did nothing. Stayed off everything really. Like tried not to read the papers. Just, just went about my business. So yeah. in some ways, it's a better, it's a better place when it's not all there. Yeah. But if used right, it's it's fantastic and it's a great yes. opportunity to speak to people you've not spoke to for a while. People you've never spoke to before, yeah. and you can interact with it. People take it too far, and I don't think. I mean, I made a pact during the lockdown because I think I said something about i think it was actually sam smith or something who the singer was having a bad time and yeah i said something like man up and i thought and someone said something i went you know what you're, you're so right i don't know what he's going through i don't know what other people are going no. through who no. am i to comment on on anyone else's life and what they're going through you just don't know no, so don't. i made i made a pact in it during that time that i would never sl- like sort of slag anyone off on it or speak <laughs> badly about anyone i'll give me opinions still of course you will but yeah you've got an opinion everyone has an idea. opinion that's the beautiful yeah. thing that's why everyone loves football because it's a game of opinions Who's no, say who's right and who's wrong? No, yeah, yeah, you're totally right, and that and that's probably why why people like the channel because everyone that comes from a diff, if it's a fan or a player, they come from different perspectives. Mainly, obviously, the, from the fans' perspective, different eras, who they like, who they hate, and it, it's and that's that's what's fun. And um, anyway, talking about West Ham, thirty minutes in, that's not too bad for me actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't too bad. Um, you better edit some of that. <laughs> oh no, dear, no. That's it's, un- it's raw. It's unedited. That's that's the way we like it. Um, right. So obviously, you know, we we know we know the story. You know, two thousand four. You know, obviously free transfer. Um, was it? Was it? I mean, I, I mean, I I know it, but it's nice in case other people, because obviously I've seen you you do it. You interview this type of question before. Was it always going to be West Ham, or was there other clubs involved? No, I mean at the time there was there was other. I was at, I mean I was at Walsall at the time. Yeah. And I mean, I love love Walsall. My time yeah. there was special to me. You know, I did 10, 11 years. I just had a testimonial mm-hmm. season there. 
And we'd been in the championship for like four or five years, which when I joined, there was in Division 3, it was then. That's yeah. how old I am, you know, <laughs> Division 2 now. And we've, we've gradually worked through the leagues and got in the championship for, you know, four or five years. And we had a really good side yeah. that year. And we, we actually went down that season, which was so mm -hmm. disappointing. I'd love to, if I was going to leave, I've kept them up that season again and then but but anyway at the end of that it was I mean I played against West Ham before him I think it was a nil-nil I'd kept mm. at Upton Park and I remember looking around going this is this is a bit of me this you know I knew I was on a free transfer at the end yeah. I had a few clubs other clubs like you know have, have spoke to me about what yeah. plans were in the summer I'd got wind pods fancied me a little bit when I when I got there it was I could see like it was almost as if you put on I think they put Brian Dean on at the end they put um, Biggie and Pierce up top, I think, if I'm remembering yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They put about four of the biggest lads you've ever seen up top and just lumped it in the box, which is very on West Ham. Yeah. And I was thinking, is he testing me here? But I thought, sorry, I'm coming for everything here if I get a chance. <laughs> so I did, yeah. and I managed to. We kept a clean sheet that day and got a nil nil. And when I went to get me back in the day, you used to take the glove bag and put it behind the side of the goal. And when I went to get the, the glove bag and the towel, and that I was, I got a real. Nice, nice clap. Yeah. Nice clap off the fans, and you know, West Ham fans are brilliant. You know, yeah. I had a fantastic. I love yeah. it there. Um, and it was mate, and they, they clapped us off the pitch, and I thought I could have a bit of that, and yeah. that's what I get playing against them. Can you imagine if I can produce that playing yeah, for yeah, them? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was it. Was always in my thoughts, and I was just waiting on pause and waiting and waiting. And, and as the season progressed, I sort of got more and more that he that he wanted to take us there, and. One of my old mates actually told me, uh, AD Vivash, and he said, he really likes you, you've got, a, you've got a real chance. And I spoke to him before the playoffs and I wasn't yeah. sure how it was going to go. I didn't know if it was better if you got in the Prem mm. or stayed in the Championship for me. Yeah. So I knew if I was in the Champ, I, I was tried and Tony trusted tested, at that yeah, level yeah, yeah. sort of thing, you know. And So I thought I had more of a chance of playing in the Champ. But if you went up to the Prem, maybe you still wanted us as, you know, as, as, as backup, maybe pushing whoever they had in there as well. So... Sure. I was I was torn which way I wanted to go. Obviously, when when they lost that to Palace, um, I met Paz a couple of days later, and he was to be fair to him, he was lower than Snake's belly. Can imagine, was like, yeah. oh. He was lower, even to the point I'm thinking, I'm not sure this guy actually wants me to come and join here. But yeah, we end up chatting about it, and I didn't get some great vibes from Pods that day. I mean, I love Pods ever since my own yeah, yeah. a debt of gratitude for taking a chance on me to take me there yeah. in the end, but. It only swayed me when I, I went to the ground and he said, right, well, look, if we can get it agreed, why don't you go down to the ground with the doctor, get uh, get the medical done, because I was going away on holiday the next day. And then if we can get it agreed over the next few days or whatever, when you come back on holiday, you yeah. sign it. And I actually went and stood on the, around, you know, in the centre circle at Upton Park, went and stood in the gold mouths again, and I'd look round and I just thought, this 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 is me. I, I wanted this for a long yeah. while. I, was, I loved my time at Walsall. It was great. And every time we travelled to places like West Ham and that I'm thinking that I need to test done, yeah. myself yeah I need to test myself at this level and I wanted I always wanted to play in the play in the Prem like any you know any you did, yeah. any kid growing up does and any player wants to you want to you want to play at the highest level possible I still had England aspirations I mean I know it's, I was 29 at the time and uh, you know it sounds a bit crazy but I still thought if I get the right team and go in the Prem and can play in the Prem with them then let's I'll see how far That's I can cool. take it sort mm. of thing so West Ham fit every bill for me on that front, in you know, a big club, one that's get back in needed to get back in the Prem at the time, to yeah, be honest, definitely. as well. Um, so if I, I thought if I can go back up with ease and play a big part in that, maybe I'll start the season in the Prem, and you know who knows from there where it can take mm. you. Mm. So that was the plan. So I, I made my mind up on the on the Upton Park pitch that day. I'm, <laughs> I'd, 
I did, I'd made my mind up against when I kept the clean sheet before, but yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure if it was yeah. going to come true or not. So when the offer was actually there, I, I didn't really even speak about money after that. You know, no. I probably could, if I'd used an agent, I'd have probably got a much better deal. But it, I just I just wanted that over the line, so I yeah, just yeah. went bars after and went right, just get it done. I mean, get it done, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it done. I mean, I don't care. I'd probably done it for nothing if I'm being honest. But don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst. The worst negotiation starts. Yeah, it was terrible. Guys, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah terrible. I'll, I'll do it for everything. Yeah, and obviously, then you signed, and then obviously we went up. So you know, and then the whole thing around, you know, the playoffs again. Um, what's it like from a player's perspective with the playoffs? Because obviously, like you've had that whole season. And then you've got then you've got to pick yourself back up for those. Obviously, we were sort of unlike the season before. We were like the Crystal Palace, so we were like we had like a mass, a brilliant run, didn't we? Those last few games to get up there. Um, so it's probably a different <coughs> thing. But was it just like keep momentum going? You know, we could do it. it for, well, for me personally, it was it was about six seasons rolled into one yeah. for me. You know, I didn't start the season where no. I was hoping to get the nod. I didn't get like. Really run out. I played a couple of cup games and I got the Chelsea game obviously. And I learned what the fans were about after that. You know, that was my first taste of it, you know, properly. Yeah. Um, and that was, and that was me. I still didn't get the nod again after that. I played mm. a couple of games where I was, I was off. I came back from injury too yes. quick, but I, I had wind I was going to play. So I thought, I'm, I'm playing. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I got man of the match in one game, didn't have a great game the next one, and then was okay in the next one. Then Paul's dropped me again after that. So I was. I was chewing again and I had to wait my time until it got to, I think it's sort of maybe 17 or 18 games left of that season. And we looked like in danger of missing out on the playoffs. Did, you know, yeah, the yeah, definitely. And like, as much as play, you get shielded from it. You, you hear all the stories about, you know, we could go out of business here sort of thing. And if we don't go up this year, we're in a serious, you know, talk of admin and all that. And it was, so you hear all that and think, come on. And we end up, we played Wigan away. I mean, I've spoke about it before and out of nowhere, I mean, I was enjoying Essex probably far too much at the time well, yeah. when I weren't playing. And it was a great place to live. It is, yeah. And ah, it was magic. But it was, and I, I had no sign of playing. And just, we was wigging away and Paz just pulled me in the changing room, in the shower room, actually. went, I need you today, goalie. I'm like, what, now you need me? <laughs> Any bit stronger words? <laughs> anyway, yeah, what you got for me? I said, all right, leave it with me. And then, I, I mean, I'd, I'd not really played for a few months. and yeah. I think it was just one of those games. It was meant to be after that for me. We, we, yeah. I think we went one nil down, and I'd made a few saves. We ended up going one nil down straight at the other end. I think we scored again. I think Teddy might yeah, scored yeah, Teddy, yeah, yeah. to take the one one. If it had carried on for a little bit longer, and they got another, that was we was mid table. We were struggling. Mm. I think on the bus that day it was like on the coach to the game as well. It was like never been heard of before the chairman was on it the directors were on it and wow. it was all sat round the back of pause it was like you might as well have the grim reaper at the back of him as well <laughs> and he, i think it was like you're looking if we lose today <laughs> this could yeah, be might not be making it. the bus back yeah um so it obviously pulled me in the, in the showers and said right i need you today and 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 you know we went we ended up we got a lot of luck that game i got a lot of luck personally i think i, I made some saves off me backside and yeah. I was sort of a little bit out of position on where where I wouldn't have been on some of, on if I'd been playing regularly and the ball just happened to I've managed yeah, to get a block by being in the wrong position and and it was great and I remember taking a cross late on I think two one up and and Teddy just just uh, he went, he rubbed us on the head like Jimmy that's what I'm talking about and I was thinking that's it we're going up now 
Uh, and that was it from that moment, you know. And we had we had some ups and downs leading up to that. You know, we thought we'd missed missed out. We played Sunderland Upton Park. I think it was a Friday night, and it was an amazing game. They won the championship at ours that day, which hurt. Yeah, and more more hurt because we thought we'd missed out on the playoffs that game. We had two games left after that, and we ducked out of the playoffs again. Um, and then we, like I said, we managed. I think we won the next one, and then we had Watford what away game. Yeah, yeah. Watford away to win. And we needed to win that to to sneak mm. in last minute. And you always find that you sneak in the playoffs and you just keep that momentum always going. Away, we had, we yeah. had a great team as well. We had, we had so much experience, but so much youth as well. I mean, in front of me mm. that day was Elliot Ward. And, you know, going into that was Elliot Ward and Anton. Anton Verde mm. was 18s and 19s. Like the kids and all this mm. is on their shoulder. But I think it helped them a little bit, you know, because they've got that youth about them. And, and I think with my experience behind and, it was one of those where I could help them and put them in the right positions and and, and it worked really well. We had Pauli, you know, there as well and a lot of experience yeah. in the team with them and it, it worked really well and it was it was amazing. And I think once we got in the playoffs, that was us. It was we was yeah, yeah we was going up without yeah. that. It was it was written. Sort it of was. Thing. And then obviously it was we had Ipswich, didn't we? And then those two games against Ipswich and you know Z-Man's double. Um, what an amazing goal, by the way. I mean, yeah, Marlon's seventy-yard yeah. ball for the second, I think it was, and it was like it was an unbelievable pass. And it's, yeah. and and Bobby's took it. I mean, Bobby was sensational towards the end of that season as well. Marlon's yeah. zinging a seventy-yard. Marlon's zinging a seventy-yarder from his own half straight to his strike partner's <laughs> feet, and he has a touch and lobs the goal. He went, you, you know, you've got a chance. Yeah. But like yeah. you say, that it was. It was an amazing. It was an amazing. Amazing time. The stars. And then Absolutely. obviously the and obviously the game it's set that, that Preston North End game, it must have been like from a obviously from a fan's perspective, we'd already been there. So we're like, okay. But, you know, not counting our chickens. I think we did a bit against Palace the year before, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think we were a bit and I still close my eyes and like I can still see a sea of yellow um yellow palace fans bobbing along. It's, 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 it still hurtful, haunts me, actually. It? It's hurtful. It's hurtful. It still haunts it's me. Hurtful. Even, even when I still... I, I still I see it, that from the FA Cup final. Yeah, 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 exactly. But with that one, I mean, even when I start... Do, occasionally, I DJ from, like, when I still do a DJ and stuff, for, like, family and stuff. If they request Glad All Over, I don't play it, just because it brings back those memories. <laughs> it's really funny. It's so true. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I'll play one. Um, but obviously, Preston North End, you know... We were we were the team in form. Um, what's it like from a play? Because obviously you know, because especially you, your dream is to play in the Premier League as well. You know, you are ninety minutes away from playing in the Premier League. You must be crapping yourself, to be honest. It, do you know it's so much easier when you're playing? To be honest, really? than, than watching. Yeah, so much easier. It's um, yeah, you get the nerves, but I, I'd learned by that time, sort of twenty-seven, twenty-eight onwards. Yeah, you learn how to use the nerves in your favour sort of thing. You know, yeah. it takes a while, but it can add 10% to your game as well. And so I, I loved, always loved the big occasions. It, yeah. it, it was amazing. But, but like you say, I mean, I came, I got a free from Notts County when I was a kid, um, sort of after two years pro saying I wasn't tall enough, I was never going to be big enough. Mm. And growing, coming through the leagues with Walsall in Division 3, the old Division 3, yeah, I was okay at that level, but I'd never be able to go any higher because it's too small. Yeah, blah blah blah, and it was just it was you know a bit lazy journalism or whatever. If you watched me for five or six games, you, you thought I was rubbish. I'd take that, but people just turn up going, "Nah, too small to do anymore." Yeah. Then we went up to Div One, then we went up to Champ, and so like I said, I, I wanted to play in the Prem. Yeah, 
test myself. I I knew I could play in it. I just wanted to prove to myself more than anyone else yeah. that what I'd been saying over the years was true. And you know, to do it with West Ham was was a yeah. dream come true. It was it was yeah. it was amazing, you know. And it was it was it was such a good time, such a great year that year, and everything. Yeah. So many ups and downs. It was a proper roller coaster. But then yeah. through the end was to, and you know, and obviously at the end, obviously when the knee went. It was very bittersweet for me, and mm. but I, you know what? I don't, I would change probably that yeah. and not come for the cross and just let them head it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. with with a couple of minutes to go, I'm near my dream. I've waited all my life yeah, for you've this. You've got to go for it. Anyway. I've got two 18 year old kids in front of me. I'm going to help them out. Anything that I said to him, just keep a high line. Yeah, keep a high line. As soon as we went monologues, keep a high line. Anything over the top, I'll sweep up. Anything mm. that comes in the box, stay out my box. I'll come and take it. Mm. You just stop people coming into me, and I'll come and take the cross for you. And we spoke about it on the pitch. And so when the last minute, when it's lumped in the box, I'm thinking there is no way I'm not coming in. No. It was one of those things. I mean, I've took it. I'm probably the highest I've ever been. I've only watched <laughs> it back a couple of times, but I'm thinking, <laughs> where am I going? Yeah. But I've took it so high and I just don't, don't think the body could cope with it. And I landed and remember, right, you know, I landed just on the edge of the box. I was, It's a movement you do quite a lot of times in training and different games, you know, all week, really. Yeah. And as I've landed, I, I'm thinking I'm close to the line there, but if I... St- Plant my right leg as I land. I stay in. I'll, yeah. I'll just lie down on the ball and and waste the last couple of minutes, oh, and we we'll win the game. And unfortunately, I lay down on the ball, but my my knee would fell off, and I was outside the box. It was a, uh, it was a disaster. So, but and then Stevie Bywater come on, and he don't oh, get a lot of credit. He don't no, get enough credit for <laughs> it because no. to come on at that stage, I always say because Byers is not the brightest. No, he's yeah, a yeah. fantastic lad. I love yeah. Byers, and he was actually a really good goalie. But it helped him because I don't think he realised the think, enormity yeah. of it. Yeah, 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 and when yeah. the when the I think the free kick went in before him, and it was a little little dodgy one, and he's yeah. ended up sticking it brilliantly, and that and that was it. And, yeah. and you know, it was a tough one for me because in that moment, I'm thinking I was lying in a first aid room <laughs> in the millennium. I've just been outside in front of ninety thousand people, and I couldn't hear myself think the noise. And I was then I was sat in a first aid room underneath, watching on a small telly in the top corner of the room. Yeah, it was, yeah. I'm thinking, that, what is going on? That should be me. I should be out there. And then I saw yeah. him celebrating and then, you know, Johnny Green came in, the physio at the time and oh, I said, look, I need to get out there, John. Strap yeah. me up and, and then obviously I got in the back of Ludo. Ludo helped me round a little bit as I was struggling to walk and, you know, I got some iconic pictures from that. Well, I've got see, pictures yeah, that got, are still yeah. up on the wall. Yeah. No, it was, it was amazing. So, probably would change not coming for it to give me a chance of playing in the Prem a little bit more. Yeah. But would I wouldn't. Oh, do you know what? You can't change things in life. I'd not just, change anything. But also, I just think I know. I know from a personal perspective that's. But it just added to the West Ham way of of doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely, you know? everyone you says can, this. Too. Just lose our goals goalkeeper with eighty three minutes left, and it's like, oh, Steve, oh, bless him. But, I know. Yeah, I know. It's just the West Ham way. But yeah, it was just. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was just a. It's a great way to go up. Obviously, it's brilliant. Oh, it was the best. It's, it was it's, fantastic. It's it was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, even if you weren't already a fan's favourite, obviously you know, with obviously you know Frank's penalty and bless him, you know, that's. I mean, that, that as I said, that always just cements you in, in folklore history, doesn't it? Well, because I, I didn't realise how important that was nah, to the fans. At the time. Of course, you wouldn't. Obviously, playing a game and and that and you know, it was probably seven or eight thousand West Ham behind the goal, and yeah. I, was, I was enjoying every second of it, and it was a, it was an amazing atmosphere, but. Just the two or three minutes leading up to that penalty being taken, it was like it was all going off, and I'm thinking, "Well, yeah." And I remember my granddad was always my biggest fan. I remember like having a little look up and going, "Going then, 
I need to save this. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> and uh, I mean, if we had that VAR rubbish now, it would have definitely got chalked off because I was buying a six-yard box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I've hit that and as it's gone down here, you know, it was, I just looked around and the fans were going mental. Oh, and yeah. it, was, uh, it was amazing. That was my first real taste of West Ham. And I'll be honest, it was great for me as well. So I didn't really buy a drink in Essex after that. Nice, I mean, <laughs> which was great. Any, you know, all for a tight northern, that was great. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Me? Oh, yeah. Did I have a mention about what I say is a fact yeah. about penalty? Oh, yeah, well, I don't want to pint. Thanks, yeah. Um, no, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. But And, and that's what I mean. It's just because of that, you've always, become, you've always been this sort of cult hero, you know, amongst the West Ham fans. As you said, you didn't play enough games than you should have done. And that's, and, that, and I think in particular, this is the injury and stuff. But it's just you're, you're sewn into the fabric of West Ham in sort of the late, sort of the, that sort of mid, early 2000s. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was such a good time. Such yeah. a good time to be at the club, you know. We needed that first promotion. Definitely. We needed the well, we needed the promotion because you know the club was in in trouble otherwise, and so we we managed that, which was incredible. You know, we had the FA Cup the year after that as well. Yeah. We had the great escape after that, so it was an unbelievable time. It's a shame I petered out a little bit towards the end, but I just after the knee injury, I just couldn't quite reach the yeah. levels to train at that level. I needed to train at the top of my game every day. Mm. to be able to play at the top of my game when yeah. the games came around. I just couldn't quite sustain that. You know, it was trained like the odd day yeah, and manage it. And then I might be able to get through through most of the games. But to, to be at that level, the top, top level, then I would mm. have had to train every yeah. day. I just couldn't quite sustain that. So, you know, begrudgingly found my role as like sort of a number two, or number three at the end, Yeah, which which was frustrating at times. It was frustrating. I can imagine totally. But the first three years was, was incredible. I mean, yeah. And we had some great. I mean, Greeny was sensational as well. So, you know, I, I, it didn't stop me knocking on Curbs' door a lot of times when Curbs had took over, going like, "I'm not playing." I think it was a spell we lost four nil three times on the spin within a week. Yes, and so I was straight yes. on Curbs' door, going, "Right, you need me in there. You need some experience, Curbs. Come on." Yeah. And, and Curbs like, "Yeah, but Greeny's all right. He's not done great, but he's England's goalkeeper. He's England's number one at the time." I'm like, "Well, then you're costing me an England place, aren't you? Like, <laughs> I need to be playing. <laughs> Get me in there." And, I think around that time was probably my last chance of of, of getting in the team and sustaining yeah. it. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't to be. But like I said, I loved to have played a lot more games than I did at the time. It, yeah. I was involved in in countless games, you know. You but yeah. you, as a player, you want to be on the pitch, you want to be in yeah. front of the fans, and, and that was that was frustrating at times. Yeah, no, I can get that totally. Right, okay. Let let's let's talk about your eleven, right? Because I know you, I know you've been worried. I've had to write this down, you know. Do you know what everyone does? They, I've had to. But, but what they do is they write it and they write it in formation. It's really sweet. Have you written it in formation? I've, or I, you just... I've, actually, I've actually written it in formation. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. Right, yeah. so the only... says so the only So for the for a player, um, when we do the 11, it's the players that you've played with during your time. So obviously five years, you know, you've had, as you said, there's some cracking players. So it's a real cracking tough. players. So, you know, I, I imagine there'll be plenty of honourable mentions um, when you're going through it, people you don't well, miss out. There, but, yeah. I've got at least six in each position <laughs> for different reasons for whether they're good players or right. good wingmen. <laughs> All right, let, let, we're good wingmen. <laughs> right, and All there's right, a let, lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah. During that time, yes, yes, uh, we've interviewed many people of of your of your uh, your era. We'll say at West Ham. Um, right, so we'll start off in goal. All right, so like I say. I can't pick me because I didn't play enough games. I would love to have played more games, but well, I you, could pick, you, you could pick yourself now to get those appearances. So it's up to you. I, can, I, I probably actually might just do that then. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, listen, 
we had, you know, Big Shaka was there. Roy Carroll was a, a fantastic yes. natural goalkeeper, such a mm. good goalkeeper at the time. Had a real presence about him. He had a lot of injuries around the same time as me, so we, mm. we ended up, you know, probably more, more the other side of Essex than, than on the pitch, you know. And, it, yeah. and, and on the flip side of that, you've got, you had Rob Green, who was, you know, he was sensational, Rob. He wasn't, he wasn't, I think it'd be first to say, he wasn't the most gifted goalkeeper. I mean, Roy was better than all of us by yeah. a country mile. But what Greeny did was he gave himself every opportunity to be the best he could be. Yeah. If I speak to kids now or anything, you know, coming through in a game, he's, he's a role model uh, on the pitch because he did everything he could to, you know, he lived right. He trained before training. He trained unbelievably in training. Mm. He'd stay out there. He'd go back out in the afternoon. He'd be back in the gym. He just lived and breathed yeah. it. And he, was, and he was amazing. So so to do to do what he did in the game from that position, you know, I would I would give Greeny the nod. He was, he was brilliant. I always remember the Arsenal game. We beat yes. them 1-0. I think I spoke about it on uh, Twitter the other day, I think it was. And he must have made 18 to 20 one-on-ones in that game alone. Mm. And he was... But what people don't see, on the Friday before the game, me and Roy was actually... we'd had his, So we trained all together. We'd had his lunch. He was getting off because it was a Friday. And Ludo and Green is still out on the training pitch doing one-on-ones on the Friday. Mm. An hour after everyone had left. And they were still doing it. They must have done it for at least an hour and a half. And so no one saw that side of it. It's only like I looked at that and then I w- obviously at the game the next day, I was like, that paid off a little bit, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so it was brilliant. So, uh, you know, for anyone watching who wants to be a, a player, Rob Green was a fantastic role model for that. He, he'd give everything yeah. to be the best he could be. So Greeny would get my vote for Greeny. that. All right. Okay. Greeny's in. Right. Are we, are we playing a back four, Jim? Well, or do anything well creative? I'm going, I'm going a 4 4 2. Nice. I'm going. Okay. I won't use the uh, what's his name, the England manager's four four into oh, Gareth. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. But I'm, going, I'm going a four four two. Okay. Um, and for one reason alone, because I've got I've got to put one player in who was one of the best I played with at West Ham at the time. He made his tick, but we'll come on to him. I love it. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's go left back then. Let's go left back then. So we're going left back. Yeah, we're going so left back. So left back. You know, they're all really tough. I mean, there's something about left backs for me. There was all they all was really good lads. When well, I suppose, first came, I suppose from a goalkeeper's perspective, the fullbacks are the guys you tend to throw the ball out to most, isn't it? And absolutely. Know, so. Well, I mean, when I first turned up at West Ham, we had Rufus Brevitt there, oh and God. I hated I hated Brev just from playing against him so many times. Like, and at full, and he'd always be in the middle of a fight on a pitch and after. And, uh, so when I turned up and he was the first person I bumped into, Pods actually put me in a room with him, and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one of the best guys I've ever met. He's one of the funniest guys in football yeah. and a really good player as well. Like, and I, I loved him. You know, still speak to him now. I speak to most of the lads now, but yeah. you know, Rufus was was fantastic. A fantastic player. Clive Clark had Clive Clark there at the time as well. Who was great. Chris Powell was fantastic. Mm. You know, he was a little bit older at the time, but I think for everyone at the time was was. For me, and he got his England cap, I think, as well at that time. Well deserved was was Koncheski, mm. who was who was a great player. He was a really good yeah. player, Conch, and really enjoyed playing with him, training with him. Uh, he was great. So I put Koncheski in at left back there. Yeah, Ross, just one sec, right? I'm going to take I'm go going to take it. this off because my battery is going to go. All right, so no let's see if you can still hear me. Hold on, one. Yeah, we'll do, man. You okay with me like that? Yeah, I'm all right. All good, man. That's it. Put your thing in. Put your charger in. 
That's the trouble. You talk about West Ham, Jim. You, your battery runs out. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I could talk for hours about West Ham. It's such a good time. <laughs> though, you know. Is that okay? Can you hear me all right like that? Yeah, it's cool, man. That's cool. All right. Okay. Conchie's in. Conchie's in. Definitely. Right. Go back. on. You go for the. You go for the team as you want to do, mate. So right back to another tough one. You know, we had we had the crazy man Tommy Rebka there at the time, who was. He was. I mean, I love Tommy. Such a good guy as well, and he was actually. I don't think he was right back before I'd sort of got there. I no. think he was centre half and that and mm. he'd found a little niche at right back and he was he was outstanding to be fair. He was I mean he had his moments, don't get me wrong, and he was very rash at times. He'd just out of nowhere just gone wipe someone out. You think, what are you doing, Thomas? But he was like, as well and he'd be right up there. But for me, there's only one and he was probably the best skipper I'd played for ever in football. Um, was Lucas Neal. Yeah. So Lucas would get the nod at right back because he was, he, I mean, he was such a solid player as well. I think he was a little underrated at times. But what he, what he actually gave to the team on the pitch and off it was mm. was incredible. I always remember Curbs at the time of the great escape. Curbs would come in and give his team talks and, you know, pick the team, obviously. And then we'd wait for Lucas to get up because it was like listening to like a, a gladiator speech. No, he was, and he'd get up and we'd, at the end of it would be like, yes, come on. And everyone would be, and that was it. We'd be out on the pitch and he was like, I know you see it on the, the Tottenham show at the minute and the captain speaks yeah. before it and all that and says a little bit, it's not great. Yeah. But Very honestly, great, Lucas would have been, it, that would have been like prime television. Because it was, <laughs> his speech as weekly was brilliant and he was one of the main reasons we stayed up on that alone yeah. as well as some of the other lads I'm mentioning here. Anton said the same thing, exactly the same thing about it. Yeah, in terms of his sort of church, yeah, I, I sort of assumed it more a Churchwellian, but we'll say gladiatorial. I can just Absolutely. it's that it's that Australian accent as well. It just adds that's a little it, bit more it, menace yeah. into it. He yeah, tells that's... Anton tells a story how like basically he called a meeting, a players meeting at Upton Park, and Curbs and Mervyn Day bless him tried to get in, and he said no, and slammed the door, and basically said, look, if you don't want to play for us, fuck off, basically, you know, and I'll tell the managers to get rid of you, and I would be shit scared, you know, and it's like. Well, we had, we had some good characters in that, at that time, and yeah. I think you need, you know, and Lucas was like the the main pivot, and we we just we had so many times like that where we we said right, and I was just speak to Skip all the time, and we go right, we need a little sit down, and I think it's great at times, you know, back in the day you could probably go and have a few beers at the end of it as well. Which yeah, was good point. Better. But now we, you know, we say right, we're going to sit down in this room. We're going to sort out what's wrong here. Like anyone's got anything to say, say it now. Let's get it out in the open. We'll have it out now while everyone's here. We'll put yeah. it to bed straight after, and, we'll, and we need to move on, crack on from here. And and that's what it was like. And he was he was such a good skipper to be fair. Yeah, good shout. All right, Lucas Neal's in. Go on, then. You you carry on, Jim. Okay, so centre halves. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned them already. Ward, Elliot Ward, and and Anton. Yeah. To be 18s, 19s and playing at that level that, you know, to get us into, with all that on the shoulders, to get us into the Prem was was an amazing achievement, you know, and it, they, yeah. they were so good that year. I mean, Anton, Elliot had a decent career after, I feel he always could do a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Anton had a great career as well. Anton was a yeah. really good. So, although them two are really up there for me, I mean, Christian Daly, I probably put Christian as well because I love Christian. He'd probably more going for for his song alone. The song was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to sing along to it when I played. It was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, you got James Tonkins was coming through at the time as well, oh. and I thought Tonkins was a, as a. I always had him pegged as like a future England captain. To really? Be yeah, yeah. 
never quite got to that level, but you know, great player. But but for me, the two that stand out came the next year as we got to the Prem, um, and you know, Big Ginge is now a, a club legend, yeah. and rightly so. You know, his first spell was amazing. His second, when he went back again the second time, was another level. He's another. He was. He was. So for what he's done, Ginge definitely gets in, and then. Between Anton and, and the other one for me would be was Danny Gabidon was yeah he was a Rolls Royce of a player Gabs mm. he was a and people don't realise he was out injured for eighteen months and no one could really get to the bottom of what was wrong with him he always was his groins with his hamstrings he had a load of ops and he was out for so long with it and tried mm. to get back he was mentally his mental strength was you know was sensational to get back sure. from it and when he played he was he was like a Rolls Royce honestly mm. he was he was great he, the pace got him out of any problems he had he helps he could help me out he'd help ginger out a lot so as a pairing i go to welsh boys yeah. and i go gabby don and ginger and Anton well, that, would just miss out and that's the one thing that's the one thing about lockdown is uh if we go back into lockdown then we'll have more of gabsy's um uh oh, dj yeah, dj yeah. in his in his loft <laughs> on got, instagram he's got a lot he's got he either got a lot better or i got a lot drunker <laughs> during lockdown <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him right <laughs> ginger no, boys are in uh, the welsh boys are in ginger and gabs right okay go on let's go into midfield then then jim okay so I'll, I'll go a definite would be for me and the reason i'm playing 4-4-2 would be on the left matty etherington he Good was shot. you know what he every time he played we played well every time yeah. he turned up in a game we played well he was like he just he he carried the ball the best i'd seen from anyone Good pace, but not electric, but in, you know enough to get round. And he always mm. picked the right pass. He chipped in with goals. Mm. Matt, he was a he was such a good player for me, and he was a he was a great lad as well. I like to say that the lads I'm picking are all fantastic lads as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Still, still good friends now. I speak like I said, I speak to most of them still now, and it's great that we, you know do that. And I think that says a lot about what we had in the change room. Definitely, the well. definitely. But but Matty played. You know, I like Bo Morty as well at times. He, you know. He, on his day, he was it was probably unplayable. Bowers, mm. towards the end when I was there, he didn't have a lot of his days, you know. No. But when yeah, he did, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was outstanding. The one that upset me the most was was Freddie Lundberg. I was really looking forward to seeing Freddie. I watched him so many times with Arsenal. Gone, what a player he is! And yeah. He came in. It was it was like the sent as his brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trouble with Arsenal players that we saw. Uh, every, you go through it. Apart from Liam Brady, every Arsenal, every player we've had from Arsenal. Unfortunately, he comes back and just doesn't work, bless him. But uh, no, yeah, that, Freddie, that really was and, and Freddie was a lovely, great yeah. guy as well, and, and obviously a fantastic player. But mm. for whatever reason, when he came, it just didn't work out. And, just didn't click now, you know. But but to dislodge Matty at that Matty for them two wow. or three years he was there was was sensational, mm. like the driving force in the team for me. Yeah, and it's sort of an old. I when we when we interviewed him, I I sort of I introduced him as like the last sort of. Old, like the last winger, true winger West Ham have had. Because I mean, maybe Bowen now, but he was like an old school winger, old wasn't school he? He's like, he played him on the side of you, whip it exactly. I went to come inside. He was a pro- he was a proper player. That's yeah, the reason but, I played four four two. To be yeah. honest, yeah, because now they play. I mean, you know, they play inverted wingers and stuff like that. I just yeah, not uh, for me. Listen, I think you go see players you've got, but yeah, you do. I, I still I still think there's room for four four two in the game now. Oh, I think definitely. A lot of teams still show you can do it, which is yeah. And it's a great, especially with these players, you know, you play to your strengths. I mean, yeah, I played him a little bit out of position, but the one on the right who who would get the nod would be would be Benny, who 
Yeah. But Yossi, he was uh, he was a sensational player. Yossi, he was about five stone wet through, but you could not <laughs> knock him off the ball. That's what he said. That's what Matty said. He liked. He loved a little tackle. He loved oh, to get he involved. Got, he got he got right stuck in. He was. You just couldn't. You couldn't get a ball off him. He was just wiry and nothing to him. But you couldn't. You couldn't get him off the ball. Yeah. Some of the goals he scored at the time, you know, little dinks and chips and curlers and little through balls for play. He was. He was a sensational player. And yeah. You know, he went on a, a terrific career as well after leaving. Did first first player ever to score hat tricks for in the Champions League, FA Cup, Premier League, da, 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 like all of the all the domestic. Is it? I didn't yeah, realise that. But yeah, yeah he's... only because I'm doing the only because we've got another quiz night on Thursday. Oh, so. I, 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 <laughs> so, I saw that one if I'm ahead of it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're doing no, the chase Yoshi on was... Thursday, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> but yeah, Yoshi, man, yeah, top player. Yoshi was great. Top, I mean, listen, I mean, Kieran Dyer when he came in was a good yeah. player, but he was unfortunately got that. Bad injury early on, yeah, and, yeah. and it was like a curse, really, because we had Julian Faber, who was when he first came in, he he trained in I think it was in Austria. Yeah, and the first few training sessions, we went, "Jeez, this guy is He's rapid," quick. and he was yeah. powerful with it. He, he could smash a ball, and that was only after a couple of days. And then, unfortunately, he popped his Achilles. Yeah, in the train was like, "Oh, come on, help us out here." But so them two would have been, you know, I think real good players for West Ham. But then, you know, after the injuries, obviously hurt you. But Yossi for me was was another level. You know, he was a top yeah. top player. Midfield two, I'm really yeah. struggling. I've got such a, I've got a real real mix in the midfield. I like it because you've got to remember from when I first came in, I had Mickey Carrick in there. Yes, although he was only there with me for a couple of months before mm. he left for Spurs. Yeah, um, but. He was, I mean, look what Mickey done in the game. He was, he was a sensational player. With uh, Stevie Lomas was it was there with me at the time as well. Steve yeah. was on the what a, what a player by the way. Like a, you talk about a driving force, getting stuck oh, in. He was a proper yeah, player. Yeah, Steve. yeah, yeah. He was a bit older at the time, and but around the place, you know, I think at the time I came in, there was six or seven of the sort of bigger paid lads. The, the pods had to get out, and I think Lomi, I mean Mickey went. But Lomi was still in there. You had Don Hutch as well. He was a really good player, real mm. quality player, Don Hutch. Um, and and them two was probably the ones that was left over. Really, they tried to get them out because they were on yeah. on big money, but couldn't get them two out. And they stayed. But they was brilliant around the place. You know, mm. they was they was integral to to most of that season as well. You know, even more in the change room than anything. And mm. you know, just to learn from them as well at the time was great. And Lomi was great to me. He he showed me around the. Round Essex when I first got there. Showed you around. It's his fault. Was you around? Was you uh, around Loughton area or? I was in. Uh, well, when I moved, I didn't know where to go really, but I, I ended up settling in, in Epping. Just oh, of course, yes. Stevie yeah. showed me around there and near one nine five. That's why. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all it all was, makes it, sense now, Jim. It, all makes it sense was, now. It was probably a little bit too near one nine five to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was brilliant. I mean, amazing times. But yeah, the, I mean. Rio Coker was brilliant at the time. Yeah. You know, he looked like going on to be captain of the side for years. He just ended up losing his head and listening to his own press a little bit. Yeah. Too much for me. And I'm, I'm sure Nigel regrets that. But he was, I love Nigel. He was a great lad. And he, was, he looked, you know, he was a real good player. Like, real strong runner with the ball. Mm. You know, box to box. He looked like being a real good player, Nigel. And, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't quite happen as much as I thought yeah. it should have for Nigel as well. Yeah. Lee Bowie was another one. Such a good player yeah. in there clever players but for me I mean and I don't know if you get I've seen a couple of things you've done and people always speak about Hayden Hayden Mullins 
And Hayden for me was just he was sensational. You, he was one of those players, if he's not in your team, you miss him. And you're yeah. in, ah, that's that's what he does. And he was It's so it, true. And it, it, it is all so all your era era that makes you sound so old but you know what i mean all the players around your time it's even it's basically sound older um all pick hayden and it's funny because no fans pick him it's and, and obviously it, people always say when you watch well, football with a footballer it's totally different and it, and that's and that's what it is for you guys he was do, do you know what i but before you stick him in i ain't putting him in because i'm oh. going against the grain but he was the <laughs> nearest one to going in for me was Hayden because, like, say you don't play, yeah. you miss it. But for me, my two would be one for obvious reasons. Um, but the first one I say was Scotty Parker. Yeah, Scotty Parker was sensational. Yeah, he was he was brilliant. I remember sitting in the change rooms with Scotty. I'm actually I'm doing my book at the minute still. I've got over lockdown. I've got back on it. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I'll ever write. I've got too many stories. I'm gonna have to like knock them all out. But I remember Scotty P sat in the change rooms, and I think Man City had just come in for him. And said, basically said for him to like kick up a stink to get out, and they offered him ridiculous money. Mm. And he, he said, and we both agreed. Like he said, if you're going to go, do it the right way. And he's and he never kicked up a fuss. He never did. He got his head down. He said, look, I want to go. The money's ridiculous. What, what can we do? They wouldn't let him go. And I never heard him say another word about it. He just yeah. He just went to another level on the pitch, and he, he, like he was a man on a mission. After that, he was. And listen, at times, not blessed with the an unbelievable touch no. or anything really you'd say would be a top player from, but mm. the amount he gave to a team was, was ridiculous. He, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, his tackling was sensational. Half of, his, half of his tackling was from his touch, to be fair at times, but <laughs> from his own touch, but he'd, he'd go and win it back and then chop someone and then do it again. And he yeah, chipped yeah. in some fantastic goals for two or three years around the time. Didn't play with Scotty as much as I'd like, because it was towards the end of my, my yeah. time. I was one of bench room and stuff like that, but he was, he was sensational. So Scott mm. and Peter get the nod in the middle, and I'd have to go for, I'd have to go for the other skipper, Nobs. Yeah, you know, I, when I came for, we made a debut together, um, South End in yes. the Cup, uh, Upton Park, if I remember right. And you know, when I first signed, Paz was talking through the team, and he was telling me, right, I've got to get a few of these out, but we're going to get a couple in. He said, I've got a couple of young lads coming through as well. One was Nobs. One was the other one was Chrissy Cohen as well. He was a love, oh, yeah. player, but yeah. he uh, he said Noves is going to be going to be different, different gravy. And sure enough, he come and train with the first team that year. He was involved in. He was a chirpy. He was such a chirpy get as well. Yeah, and he fitted in brilliant. You know, it was great. So you got like the older statesman, and then him in the change room, and it was. Yeah, I think he learned a lot from you know Teddy Sheringham's and, yes. and low masters and people yeah, like yeah, that yeah. around it at the time, and Donny Uch and that just learned like what our players conducted themselves at the time and. You know, knows went on. And the career he's had there is is sensational. You know, and listen, love him. You know, people have got their own opinion on Noves at, at time now. I still think he's got a big part to play for the club. Definitely. You know, maybe at times of that, especially at the London Stadium, the pitch is a little bit too big for him. At mm. times now, he's getting on a little bit, but I think he's got such a role to play. You know, in in games and when he played towards the end of last season and when he was needed, you know, he when we looked like we was in real trouble, he he just comes to the fore and he always turns up for the big games. And he's he's been saying now five hundred odd games and so mm. many different managers. You're not a good player if you're not getting picked no. by all those all those exactly. managers and you're staying skipper. So yeah. for what Nobs has done and what he in my time there he was great, you know, he, he like I say made his debut. He went off on loan to get some game time and that and then when yeah. he came back he was he was even better and 
mm. he was around everything and he, he was great and I'm, I'm you know i'm proud to have played a part in what he's got on to done to be fair and been in the changing room yeah. because it's sensational at that, that, that oh, level to play that many games yeah and particularly as you said in 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 sort of the, the modern era having a player do that as a one-man club it's a rarity rather than the norm you know obviously absolutely you know we've, i've interviewed got you know yeah, people in the eighties and and Tony Gale, as, and you know, and obviously they were all doing ten years. You know, now it's like you know nothing. But here it's like, and you're right, and it, it, it's something where although although fan, you know, you can never, and you know the same as as you know as playing for West Ham. You know, if you put a shift in, West Ham fans don't. You could not. It might not be technical. It's not your fault, yes. but you put a shift in, and absolutely. and no one can ever criticise Mark not putting a shift in. And that, no, I think that's why not. Um, we used um, to say that in the change room to anyone that came in. Yeah. Like, talk about Lucas Neal and that but all the lads would say like you talk about the club you'd, you'd integrate them by saying listen if you give everything you've got at this club just leave everything out on the pitch give mm. everything you can for the fans they'll forgive everything yes, as long true. as you're as, and rightly so and they know the football West Ham fans but yeah, yeah, yeah. if they see you giving everything you've got they're, they're with you 100% of the time mm. listen if you've got a bit extra as well on top of that yeah. you're going to be a hero yeah. You know, so that's that's what we used to tell everyone, and and you know, I think Noves for me epitomises that as well as his totally Scotty Pewak put in there as well. Mm, totally, and I think Noves learned a lot from Scott Parker, definitely, and I think Declan's learning a lot from Mark Noble. So it's it's yeah, nice, absolutely. Like, nice, nice progressions. Nice uh, yeah, progressions. No, yeah, and that, that, all three of them do the Parker pirouette, so it's all right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he loved the, he loved a little turn. Didn't no, he, he, had that, he had that on toast, didn't he? He, had that on he toast. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Come on. In. Coming in up front, interesting, interesting. I need to pick about five. That's what I mean. You've mentioned about five or six strikers already well, for various reasons. I mean, I'll go with the close ones. Yeah. Because I love Bobby Z. Marlon Hill was sensational. You know, I've played a lot of football with these guys over them years. And they was brilliant. You talk about the playoffs that year and, and you know, yeah. and, the, and the FA Cups. They was they were so good players. It was it was a little bit underrated at times. They all had different things they could bring, and and they scored a lot of goals between them, and you know created a lot of goals as well. And, and they was great. I love Big Colton Cole as well. He's such a good guy as well, and really effective on the pitch. So you're talking these players, are, you know, top top real top players. Mm. We had we had Craig Bellamy as well. Who, yeah, you know, Bells was a great player as well. He was a pain in the arse at times, but he was such a good player. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, I mean, I always remember one turn up, and I thought, "Whoa!" And it was Sergi Rebrov. He was like yeah. golden boot winner in the in the European Cups, and that I was like, "Yeah, never quite happened for for Sergei, but it was such no. a good lad." But <laughs> I mean, one story on Sergei, he, he he couldn't pronounce his A's. But he's like, <laughs> so long story short, he called me a winker a lot. <laughs> Oh, but Sergio, Sergio was brilliant, and uh, you know when he came in, I thought, "Wow!" But it never quite happened for him. But it, nah. I mean, some days in training, you'd be like, "Flipping heck!" Yeah, so it's unbelievable. But the three I'm trying to separate at the minute, yeah, are Teddy, yeah, Sheringham, obviously, yeah. Dean Ashton, and yeah. Tevez, and I'm I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. Teddy is. He's just up there as one of the best players I've ever played with. Sure. You know, everything about him was sensational. His touch. He's, I just love the way he carried himself on the pitch as well. He had an arrogance, but like, you know, mm. he 
he backed that arrogance up and he was it was great that he'd bring people into play. I mean Teddy was great. I remember first one of the first games I played, he's like gone to spin in the back because I've I've got a through ball across and he's gone to spin in the back and I've I've ended up half volume one right over the top. And as I'm doing it, he's spun back round and he went, What are you doing? No you players, I'm never gonna run in the back. I said, What do you mean? So I'm doing it to create a yard. I'm like Oh, that's, that's, that's it's not rocket science, but I get you. <laughs> so every time I got the ball, Teddy would go spin in the back and he'd just and I'd just drop it in front of him and he'd bring yeah. players into it off his chest. It was, it was a great little ploy we had going. Um, and he, he could finish. He's probably one of the best finishers I've played with. You know, so Teddy... Ooh. And I've got Dean Ashton, who... who I mean... I mean... Obviously, we spoke about his injuries, and I've spoke with yeah. Dean a lot, and I've, I've actually done my own interview with Dean for my website. And it's, you know, it still hurts me to talk about it. Like now, he, yeah. was, he was at the top of his game. He was uh, just getting his first England squads to to break his ankle like that, and you know, and never really got back to any levels he could. We was training together because I was injured with my knee at the time, the second time. And I know how much it meant to him to get back fit, and he gave everything to get back fit. And he mm. testament to him, he did, but he was. He was probably a little bit like me in that respect. He couldn't quite get to the levels no, he needed yeah. to. I mean, yeah. he, he did get back and he did score some great goals, but for what he was actually going to be capable of. Mm. For me, he would have been England's number nine for still oh, now. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Still now. That doubt. You know, he, for the next 10 years, he would have been England's number nine. Yeah. He would, I mean, Harry Kane has done unbelievable. Like, but I, I've worked with both end players at similar ages for a few years. Mm. And you would, and Dean National had it. Everything better than, yeah. than Harry at the time. I agree. You know, and and that no disrespect, to Harry. He's done. Yeah, what he's done in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. He's come on. He's come on like probably I've never even believed he would have. Mm. But Dino had everything. You know, he was a strong boy. He could run. He could hold it up. He could. Mm. He loved the goal with his heads, both feet. He had everything. To be fair, and then we've got Tevez, who is probably only a, a brief spell, yeah. but the three or four months where he actually came to the party. He was unplayable, yeah, yeah. and and, a, and rightly so, goes down as probably the main reason why we stayed up that season yeah. in the Great Escape year. But we had it was funny because he came in and we're like, he hasn't, he never bought loads to it. You see glimpses in training, but we're like, come on, we want more, we want more, mm. uh, and it never really happened for him. And then gradually, I think it was Spurs. I would say it was Spurs at home when we lost the game. Yeah, and he couldn't. He scored the free yeah. kick. He jumped in the crowds crowd went mental we end up losing the game which was a disaster at the time but it yeah. actually made us because like, nose on a pitch crying we're all consoling we're going around telling Tevi's like looking around going wow and you could see what it meant to everyone yeah. you know and and from that moment something just switched in and from he was he was just he was unplayable couldn't get the ball yeah. off him he could have given him his own ball and he'd have won the game on his own and that's yeah. what we did in the end we just backed him up you know and it, it it was amazing, but that was for three month periods. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, what he did after that away from West Ham was, you know, it says what a good player he was as well. Yeah. But I can't play Teddy and Dean Ashton together because they're both too similar. So I'm going to have to go with just because Teddy was that tiny bit older when I played with him. Yeah, what te what Dean Ashton could have been, yeah, and what he actually was at the time, and then what he maybe could have gone to achieve. I'd probably go. I'd probably go Dino and Tevez together as a yeah. pairing. That is going to take some beating. Oh, that's pretty sensational, isn't it? Isn't it? That's, yeah. that's top of the prem right now, that. Well, it is. You look at that squad. It's like, yeah, could do a few of them at the moment, Jim, to be honest. Oh. 
Bless them. But well, yeah. Can you imagine those two at the top of the game? They, they were worth, I, I can't even think what they were. As a pair, they're probably worth 200 mil. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. At least at the moment. But that's actually a really good size, isn't it? It is a really good side. It's one of those, you know, like you have those sort of like, particularly during like lockdown, they were like the recreations of like, of like horse racing and stuff like that. If you could like do this, oh. it'd be great. And you could have just to see, but also like, you know, from like when we interview a lot of the older, like, you know, like Dev and, and people like that, you know, they were doing that. They were playing sort of that grade of football on like, you know, minefields of the football pitches. Unbelievable. Yeah, when you look, see back them. At, you look back at those games, I mean, they were, yeah. they were sensational players. If they yeah. was playing this day and age, they'd be the best players around, you know. There was, oh, it's, yeah, yeah to, to do what they did, like so, and then pitchers with the, you never had any of that sports science business. No. You never had the, the best of everything, what they've got nowadays. Mm. If they could have maybe had that, that and played now, you, geez, who knows, they'd be, yeah. they'd be sensational. But every one of them could have played in the, in the, in this era without a doubt, oh, you know. Without a doubt. Proper yeah, legends yeah. of the club as well. I'm lucky enough to still go back to West Ham at times, and you know I still do the boxing yeah. upstairs with them. And yeah. I, I feel honoured to be able to sort of do it as part of with them. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're true legends of the club, and the games they played show that. And fantastic players. So I, I, it makes me quite humble to be able to do the things I do with them nowadays. So yeah. it's great to go back, and you know, just to be part of that West Ham history for me is is amazing. Yeah. No. I t- I, yeah. It. it, it it's yeah, and as you said, it's like you are without doubt, Jim, part of the fabric that is that is West Ham, and um, and forever you will be. Just even even, even that penalty, I ain't been funny. Mm. I know we get back to it, but literally everyone we talk about Jimmy Walker. First thing goes, oh, he saved the penalty against Frank Lampard. Yeah, but that's yeah. but you know they no one could ever take no, that. No, it's away. brilliant, and, and what but a great it's, memory. I mean, it's one of my favourite memories as well. Like I joke it like. I don't like to talk about it, but I'll, I'll hopefully never stop talking about it. You know, <laughs> it's like Conch. We had Conch on yesterday, the other day, and like he's obviously everyone asks him about that. You know, the FA Cup final goal, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like, and I was like, come on, come on, was it a cross? And he went, probably. Did he have many, <laughs> yeah? never he said, he said, well, actually, if I'd scored that like in the Premier League now, I could probably say it was a goal. Because you know, I mean, you look at how you know. I mean, obviously, West Ham, but Payet scores goals. You know, he used to score goals, and oh, they the score. His, he went, but I um, yeah, it was a cross, and I was like, yes. Did he say? Did he yeah. admit it? Did he really? Yeah. I'm very, I'm very surprised he admitted it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> he still says to me, he meant it. <laughs> must have got him on a good day. But uh, anyway, Jim, listen, man, it's been right. it's been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. More than welcome. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching or listening on um podcasty stuff um wherever, wherever you do make sure you share it guys make sure you still donate to the just giving site for the unsporting food banks and from me and jimmy take care everyone stay safe that's really important at the moment come on your wines and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone. come on your wines see you later sports social podcast network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.